All right. We are in week three of the series, I Give Up, You Give Up. That should be our chant. Next, week at, next year at church camp, I, no one will understand except for us because we'll still win at all the games. Tonight is one of my favorite topics to talk about, and that is something that we all struggle with, something that we all deal with, and that is temptation, right? Can I get an amen? Temptation. Woo! Right? Yeah. So whether it's a very serious sin or it's something like eating too much pizza, we all struggle with the temptation on different levels. Um, And if we're honest with ourselves, none of us are really that good at saying no to temptation, especially if it is something that we like a lot, right? Like there's none of us that are just so disciplined, like I don't give in to temptation anymore. It happens to all of us, especially if it's something that we really want. Like for me, for instance, my, one of my biggest temptations on the silly side is cookies. I can't say no to cookies. It doesn't matter how strong I feel. It doesn't matter what kind of diet I'm on. If I'm at a party, if I'm somewhere and there's a plate of cookies, I can eat 10 of them before I even know what happened. And it doesn't matter if I'm like, okay, this is my last one. No, if the cookies are still in front of me. That was not my last one. The last one is going to be the last one on the plate. For instance, Zach came to my office yesterday, and he was like, do you want this cookie? I'm like, no, Zach, I just ate lunch. Like, I'm, I'm good. He's like, you want it? I'm like, I don't want it. And he's like, fine, split it with me. I'm like, no. He's like, okay, it's right there. I'm just going to leave it there. And I, before he even looked, turned around, it was gone. I, and that was after I wrote this message on temptation. <laughs> Cookies, like, what, what, yes, Nathan. Any cookie. Chocolate chip cookies, specifically. Cho- chocolate chip cookies. Yeah, no, don't lace them with anything. I, I, I see you're still spinning. Like, honestly, like, uh, if I'm at, like, a party, you know, have you guys ever played Uno? It's like that Jaw 25 card. If a, if a Jaw 25 card came up and said, eat no more cookies for the rest of the night or Jaw 25, I got 25, and I mean the whole play of cookies right there, right? Because it don't matter to me. Cookies is going down. God's plan for our life is to resist temptation, but it is difficult. Like, we're honest, it, it's difficult. If you feel overwhelmed by temptation, know that you are not alone and that God provides a way out for you. If you feel over, are you still laughing at that? Chew it, take it off that. <laughs> there we go. I, I can make more memes for y'all. All right, meme challenge. What's next week going to be? I don't even know what I'm talking about next week, so. I know what next week is. What is it? I don't know. It's really All right. Just going to be a, a picture of you. Okay, got it. Temptation, temptation, temptation. So the question, we're talking about temptation. question is how do we fight temptation? Because like we said, if you're struggling with temptation and you feel overwhelmed, know that you're not alone in that. We all struggle with it. But also know that God provides a way out for us. So in James chapter 1, in verse 12, James, he says, Bless is the one who endures temptation or trials, because when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him. No one undergoing a trial should say, I am being tempted by God. Since God is not tempted by evil, 
and he himself doesn't tempt anyone. But each person is tempted when he is drawn away and enticed by his own evil desire. Then after desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is fully grown, it gives birth to death. Notice where temptation comes from. Temptation doesn't come from God. Like we can't say God's tempting me with this thing to, to prove or so I can prove how pure I am. Like, no, God can't do that. God doesn't tempt you with different things so you can prove yourself, so that you can stand up to different tests to God because it says God cannot tempt by evil because God can't be tempted by evil. Instead, it says when you feel that temptation, that urge to do something that is not inside of God's plan, that is coming from inside of you. It first comes from your own evil desires, is what James says. And that word, evil, is a strong word, but it is true. All of us have an evil side inside of us, and that is a, a word that the Bible it later calls the flesh. It is an anti-God desire. It cannot be anything further from God's plan for you, that anti-God desire. And now, get, don't get me wrong, not all temptations are created equal, the temptation to eat cookies is different from the temptation to watch porn or to do something that you're not supposed to be doing. Like, those are two different temptations on two different levels, but they all stem from the same root, and that root is lack of self-control. And now here's an important part. Not being able to control yourself and say no to the flesh, no matter how big or small, is a sign that you have not fully surrendered your life to Jesus. Now notice, I, I, there's two temptations that I mentioned are both different temptations. Like they're both different, but they all root in the same thing. Now notice how serious this gets. It says temptation, when it's acted on, is called sin. And sin is such a big deal because sin, when it is fully grown, it leads to death. Like this is a very slippery slope here. It says God can't tempt you, but you're tempted by your own evil desires that come from inside of you. And when that gives birth to sin, and sin, when it's full grown, gives birth to death. Habitual sinning, sinning over and over again, is a sign that you've never really given your life to Jesus or that you're saved and that you are heading towards the road of not wanting to follow Jesus anymore. Sinning over and over again, it's a sign that you either have never really given your life to Jesus in the first place, or it's a sign that you're heading in that direction. It's a sign that you're saying in your heart, or you're preparing to say, Jesus, I don't need you, and Jesus, I don't love you. And that is the essence of spiritual death, is whenever you get to that place in your heart, we say, Jesus, I don't need you. Or Jesus, I don't love you anymore. And that's in fact what we're saying whenever we do something over and over again. Temptation comes from our own evil desire, but God blesses us whenever we patiently endure temptation, um, whenever we endure moments of temptation. That's what it says in the beginning. It says, those who endure this temptation, God blesses and gives the crown of life. So what does this actually mean for us today? Paul, he, he also addresses this thing, a temptation in 1 Corinthians, and he says that God gives us a way out. He says, no temptation has come upon you except what is common to humanity. He says, the temptation that you're feeling, it's not something that's just to you. It's something that everyone goes through. Everyone goes through different temptations, but it's common to humanity. But he says, but God is faithful, and he will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able 
But with the temptation, he will also provide a way out so that you may be able to bear. Remember, God is not the one who tempts you. You're tempted by your own evil desires, and sometimes Satan comes and he tempts you as well. But it says God allows that to happen, but he also provides a way out. Whenever you, if you feel powerless and worried because you're thinking like, Pastor Matt, I, 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 I'm tempted all the time. And, and I'm, if I'm being honest, I fall into that, and I sin over and over again. If you feel worried about that, there is great news, and that is that God is offering you a way out. You are not in a hopeless situation tonight, no matter what you have done this week, this month, or this year. God offers you a way out. And that way out, it's not a trick. And that way out, it's not just by mere uh, willpower, just by I'm going to stand up and I'm going to say no. But it is a real way out. The way out that God gives, it's a real way out. And this may sound weird, but the way out is God is saying, give that temptation to me. God wants you to give him your temptation. And he says when you do that, that he is going to provide a way out. And now it's hard to find what that way out is. Like when you're in the middle of that temptation, like what is the way out? I can't see a way out here. But the even harder part is taking it whenever it's there. Like if you're in the middle of that temptation and you see, okay, if I just do this, the temptation's gone. That's probably one of the hardest parts. It's hard to find that escape, but it's even harder to take it. Sometimes the way out is just to turn off your phone or to move the plate of cookies away. Like whatever temptation that you're dealing with, whatever that is, sometimes the way out is just to turn your phone off, or if it's the cookies, it's just to move the cookies away. Sometimes it's actually to leave the situation that you find yourself in with that person that you know you're not supposed to be with. Out of sight and out of mind is still a real thing. If you get something out of your sight and you get it out of your mind, then you won't be tempted by it in that moment anymore. And most of the time, so out of sight, out of mind, it's moving that thing. Like if you're tempted by what you're looking at on your phone, turn it off and move it away. If you're tempted by just a huge plate of cookies, literally get it out of the way. The only way for me not to eat a whole plate of cookies is for someone to take it from me. But also, whenever you find yourself in a serious situation, the most common thing, the best thing you can do is to call a trusted and godly friend and tell them what you're struggling with. Call your youth pastor, call your youth sponsor, call your best friend that you know loves Jesus and tell them what you're struggling with. Ask for accountability. Ask for prayer because this is important. Find out what that temptation that you struggle with is and when, you're, when, and when you are most tempted and then start setting up some boundaries. Like literally get a game plan. Like if you know every single night whenever I go home and I'm alone, if you know that you're about to struggle with something, literally get a game plan. Know what that is and use that time. Like, you know, like every night I'm, I'm tempted to watch this video. I'm tempted to look at these pictures. And you know that's what happens in this certain, certain situation. Know ahead of time and get a game plan and say that this time, instead of that, I know this is going to be a temptation. So I'm going to go ahead and plan that this is the time I'm going to read my Bible. This is the time I'm going to pray. This is the time I'm going to set up boundaries and I'm going to have a game plan so that I, when this temptation comes, I'm ready because I'm not in that situation anymore. It's easier to choose God over our temptation whenever you have your focus on him. Whenever you live in communication with God through prayer, this is another thing. Like If you already have that strong relationship with God and you live in that communication with him through prayer, it's easy to hear his voice, and it's easy to find that way out, whatever that way out is. 
So give it to God and ask for him for help because he promises to help you. No one wants you to succeed more than God does. No one wants you to get over that temptation more than God does. No one wants you to live the life that God is asking you to live more than he does. And he wants to give you everything that you need. He wants to give you the power to say no. He wants you to give, give you the ways out so that you can live a godly life and become more like him. When you live in surrender, and even surrendering the moments of temptation, God will protect you, guide you, and he will give you a way out. So how do we apply this to our lives? We got through some practical stuff already, getting a game plan, finding out when that temptation is going to hit and saying no. But how do we actually apply this to our lives? In James chapter 4, and yes, this is my favorite verse, it says, Therefore submit to God, humble yourself before God is what that means. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Humble yourself before God and resist the devil. That's the formula. This is the guaranteed method for overcoming temptation, to draw near to God and resist the devil. And that's actually the same thing. Like if you want to resist the devil, you do that by drawing near to God. If you want to resist the devil, then then get closer to God because when you get closer to God, God is getting closer to you. And guess what? Darkness cannot be where light is. If you want to escape the darkness, you don't want to be in that situation anymore. Get closer to God because where God is, the devil can't be. And it's funny the way that it says, and it says the devil will flee from you. Like that word, it literally means that he is moving away from you faster than he can move. Like you know those cartoons and it's like that little bandit is trying to get out of the way and he's running so fast, like like Scooby-Doo, thank you. And he's running so fast, his legs are moving, but he's not moving. That's the picture that James is trying to paint there for us. Is that If you resist the devil, he's going to flee from you. He's going to be running so fast, he's not even moving because he's trying to get away from you. If you draw near to God... The Bible makes it clear, though, that the devil, he's actually really sneaky. He's actually pretty powerful. Like, he says he's the prince of this world. He's the power of the air. Like, he's actually pretty powerful. And if we think that we are immune to temptation, then we are setting ourselves up for failure. If we think that, I, I, I've been going to church every week. I read my Bible. I can say no to this temptation. I've said no every day for the last four days. I can say no today. I don't need to put up boundaries. You're not immune. The devil, he's still going to come and tempt you. Instead, we need to humble ourselves before God and say, God, I can't do this by myself. Not plural. God, I can't do this by myself. (laughs) That was good. Can't do this by myself. I need your help. God, I need your power. And that's what it means to submit to God, to saying, God, I can't do this on my own willpower. I can't do this with my own strength, God. I need you. We cannot live without God. And we, then after we do that, we actively resist the enemy's temptation. So we pray and we ask God to remove you from the situation. And we do that by setting up those boundaries and having those game plans. And to, we ask God to change the way that we think and to give you strength, whatever you need. And the promise of scripture is that whenever we are humbled before God and we are active in resisting the devil, then he will run away. Darkness cannot exist where light is. So patiently endure and the enemy will run away. You can overcome temptation in your life. You don't have to be bound by that. The band will go ahead and come back. 
you might be thinking, how do I get that power? Like, what happens if I sin again? What happens if when I get home, I'm tempted beyond what I can bear, and I just fall into that again, and I end up doing that again? Will God forgive me? How many times can I do this before God forgives me? What is God thinking about me up in heaven when he sees me down here messing up and messing up? Is God done with me? Is God going to leave me? Is God ever going to forgive me again? Am I ever going to get back into God's grace? That might be some of the questions that we have. I know I struggled with that in high school. Like I messed up too many times. God, here I am again. This is the hundredth time I'm asking you to forgive me of this. I felt so ashamed. I felt so much guilt. And that what does God think about us whenever we're going through that? In Hebrews, it actually tells us a little bit what God might be thinking. It says, for we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in every way that we are, yet without sin. Therefore, let us approach the throne of grace with boldness, so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. Jesus was human. And Jesus, whenever he was human, he was tempted in every way that we are, it says. But he never gave in to that sin or that temptation. He was perfect. And because of that, because he dealt with that sin and he dealt with that temptation, he's up in heaven. He's able to sympathize with our weakness. He says, I know what that feels like. He says, I know the battle. I know the struggle. I know how hard that is. He's not up in heaven rolling his eyes at you. He's not up in heaven laughing, saying, you can't, why are you not perfect? I was perfect. Why can't you get over this? No, it says he's up there and he sympathizes with our weakness because he was tempted. He's tempted to lie. He was tempted to cheat. He was tempted to lust. He was tempted to be proud. Jesus knows the battle and he fought it all the way to the end. He fought it all the way to the cross. He was tempted even to leave the cross and not go through with the plan. But he never sinned. But he knows what it feels like. He doesn't roll his eyes at you. But instead, he says, I know what that feels like. And I'm asking you to come to me anyways. He says, I know how you feel right now. But I'm still, I know you feel ashamed. I know you feel like you can't come to me because you're asking forgiveness for this again. But I'm asking you to come back to the throne of grace. Come back to my arms. Come back to my presence. And you will find mercy. This is actually a very significant verse in the Bible. Because the throne room of God was off limits to everybody in history until Jesus came. It was off limits. Nobody could go to the throne room of God. No one could even go into the the place that represented the throne room of God, which was the temple. You couldn't go into the most holy place without dying. That's how holy God's presence was. Because sin results in death and nobody was sinless. Therefore, you couldn't be in God's presence without dying. But Jesus, he paid that price for us. He didn't sin. And so because of that, we could go into his presence, which is what we were created for all along. And so he says, don't feel ashamed anymore. Don't feel that guilt anymore. Come to me. Come to my throne and you will find mercy. And he says, you can come with boldness. God says, you don't have to be afraid to come to me. You don't have to be afraid to ask for forgiveness again. And he said, come with boldness, not because of your might, not because you're good enough, but come with boldness, believing that my sacrifice was good enough for you. And then you will find mercy and you will find forgiveness. So tonight, 
The challenge is simple. It's to come to him. And that is a challenge for every single one of us, whether it's your first time you've ever heard about Jesus, or maybe you've been a Christian your entire life, but you still find yourself slipping up now and again. The challenge tonight is to come to him. If you want freedom, humble yourself before God. Say, God, I can't do this by myself. God, I need your strength. God, I need your power. Draw near to God, and and he will draw near to you. If you want more God in your life, just ask him. Surrender your life to him and don't wait. So tonight, with every head bowed and every eye closed, if you've never said yes to Jesus, you've never raised your hand, 